Hello and welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. For this episode, it's still on the superhero genre. From my point of view, it's good. To, it's always good to talk. It's always good to talk about, especially with some of the more recent superhero movies that are coming out, especially from whether it's DC or Marvel. Although some of it has been more bad than good, or even so bad they're good. And one of the few examples will be from the DC Extended Universe, and that would be Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. For this episode, I'm not going to do this episode alone. I have uh, Matt Lauterbach from the Naperville Community Television to come in here and join me on this episode. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be on here, Mark. I finally, I finally make it on to Kodo's Mojo here. <laughs> Kodo Cinema. Kodo Cinema. Sorry, that's your brother's thing. Kodo's Mojo is <laughs> your brother's thing. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many things you Kodo boys do. It's hard to keep a track of sometimes of which what the name is for which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Matt, uh, you're not the uh, only uh, guest from uh, Naperville Community Television. To make an appearance on the on this podcast, um, Joe Kennedy actually made an appearance on, on one episode. If if you probably might have heard the, I I do remember it. I do remember seeing Joe posting about that on social media. So I am, I'm not the first, and I probably won't be the last. <laughs> that, that is true. Hey, you may not be the first, but you may not be the last. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Now, um. Uh, Matt, uh, a while back, when you and I were at the station a while back, I think it was about uh, almost two months ago, you and I, we were talking about um, Aquaman 2. Yes, yes, I, I believe that was right after I had just seen it in theaters, I believe. Um, I Look, I actually saw the first Aquaman movie. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it. When it came out, I got it on. I rented it on Blu-ray, and it. I did. I actually like the first Aquaman. I. It was a silly. It was corny, but I respected for what it was going for because it was going for those Saturday morning cartoon superhero vibes. I. I grew up actually watching a lot of those shows like I grew up watching those shows so that was nostalgic for me which is why I was really excited to see Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom mm -hmm. and I saw that one in theaters I went with a friend of mine I saw that one in theaters and I must admit I was I walked out pretty disappointed ah mm -hmm. that's I see I mean to me, I actually had low expectations with this movie, not just before seeing this movie, but actually while the movie was in production, because there were a lot of things going on, not just yes. with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom or Aquaman 2. I call it Aquaman 2 because obviously it's a sequel, but, right. but with, the, with, the, with the direction of where the DC Extended Universe was going. Exactly. Because... Exactly. Uh, um, uh, for a couple things. One, uh, this is the last film in the in the DC Extended Universe because James Gunn is is starting a uh, new DC Universe with his own Superman movie, and and uh, and then of course, 
obviously this film did was still in production when the pandemic was around. So this film was pushed back multiple times. It was supposed to come out in 2022, but it actually got pushed back to 2023. Few things considered one pandemic, and of course the visual effects in this movie. And then, um, and then another reason I am a lot. And then another reason this movie had problems was obviously because one of one of the few other reasons was um, you probably heard of the of the whole Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard situation that took place. That was the big elephant in the whole room that I was waiting for you to talk to mention because <laughs> I, I that was the one thing that had me worried about it was how much Amber Heard were they going, you know? Because I. I, I did like the first Aquaman film, yeah. but I, I will. But after you know seeing all the stuff that Amber Heard got herself into, uh, you know, and that whole lawsuit and the whole decision in the you know the trial between herself and Johnny Depp when that all came out and Johnny Depp was found not guilty, you know, I knew that was going to put Amber Heard in a very negative limelight. You know, and and sure enough, it did. That's one of the reasons why this movie wasn't necessarily hyped up amongst a lot of people. Uh, I still went in with the expectation that it could be good, but it was a disappointment, which we'll get into for a sec. But yeah, you talk about the end of the DCEU, Mark. Yeah. Uh, it was a bunch of wasted potential, I feel, from the DCEU. I mean, you had... You had Batfleck mm -hmm. back then. You had Henry Cavill, and you had all these other people who are going to be playing superheroes that we all grew up with. And this right. ended up being the end of the, the end result. It, it's it's a shame. It's such a shame that. And I had a feeling that this movie wouldn't necessarily end on a way that would make it a satisfying conclusion for the DCEU. And sure enough. I was right. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And I'll be honest with you. Like, as exciting of a new of a new DC universe that will be, but at the same time, like, the announcement of that came in back in 2022 when uh, when Black Adam, that had Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it, that, that announcement came in, like, right before the release, release of Black Adam that had Dwayne The Rock Johnson because... One of the original plans was to continue on with Zack Snyder's uh, vision of the DC Extended Universe, but unfortunately, with that announcement, with that announcement, and of course, of course, Dwayne the Rock Johnson wants in on this on this uh, DC Extended Universe as well. And of course, when Harry Cavill came in for that cameo, it was exciting. But now, looking back at it, it is disappoint. It is disappointing. Like it, 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 it is. Do you realize how awesome it would have been if? We got a few more movies between with uh, Henry Cavill Superman and Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Black Adam. That would have been so cool. That that would have been entertaining as all hell. And and you throw in Zach Levi as Shazam in the Shazam in the mix, you know, and Shazam does not necessarily have the best of relationships with either Black Adam or Superman. Uh, that could have been just a whole big showdown right there. That yeah, could have been just a whole big been. showdown. Yeah. In fact, um, with Aquaman now, now going to Aquaman. Now let's go back to Aquaman. Aquaman two. Um, like Aquaman two. Like I like the title idea. You know, Aquaman. Uh, you know, Aquaman. Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom. Like Aquaman looking for this Lost Kingdom, knowing the fact that this Lost Kingdom is like this 
evil kingdom that Aquaman has to go up against. Now, title alone sounds like a good title for a good movie. Yes, definitely does. Definitely does. But its execution was not proper. No, it wasn't a proper execution, despite everything that is going on with with the DCEU, including Warner Brothers as well. Even the track record that they had. Now, like I said, uh, Dwayne The Rock Jackson had had uh, Black Adam. That film bombed. And then let's look at the other films that also came out. Uh, Blue Beetle, which I actually thought that movie was actually fine. That didn't do well at the box office either. The yeah. Flash with Ezra Miller, to which I actually did multiple episodes on Ezra Miller. And, of course, I did the episode on The Flash that I... <laughs> That I just literally went into town on that movie did not do as well, and then there's a uh, and then of course you had Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which I haven't talked about yet. That movie didn't do as well either. So look at the track record that the previous DC movies had. Now take take the Batman out of the equation. We're just focusing on the DC EU because the Batman did well, but the D some of the but the movies from the DC EU leading up to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Not as much. No, no, not as much. It, it was definitely very lackluster. And I, I, I just have a feeling that was, you know, a lot of it just felt apathetic. I mean, leading up to it. I mean, I did see some of those films in theaters before You know, I did see Aquaman. And then I did see I did not see Blue Beetle nor the second Shazam movie, but I did see The Flash. That was an okay movie. That was okay. I, I found it to be very entertaining because Ezra Miller as Barry Allen is very entertaining. Um, <laughs> it was just, you know, you just had like so much time travel stuff happen. And then the ending where, I you know, George Clooney is now Bruce Wayne. That just kind of, <laughs> it blew my mind, to be honest with you. I remember going to see The Flash with a friend of mine. And we both just looked at each other as soon as we saw George Clooney appear as Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, and we were like, why is he back? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Barry sees George Clooney's Bruce Wayne and is like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were all, we were all Barry Allen in that situation right there. Because I, I, I thought Joel Schumacher basically made sure that George Clooney wouldn't be doing Batman anymore for as long as he was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bruce Wayne and Batman, I guess, in George Clooney's mind are still two different people. But how is uh, that, that one? How is it the fact that that one scene in the, in the, that one scene in the flash, that scene alone makes Batman forever look good. Yeah, it makes it makes Val Kilmer look like a more respectable Batman when compared to George, which he already was. He already <laughs> was when compared to George Clooney. But yeah. anyways, with Aquaman though, it, it just I knew going into it though, I had a feeling whether I would like it or not, it wouldn't yeah. do well at the box office, mainly because it was the last DC EU movie. And, you know, every there's all this stuff going on with Amber Heard and, you know, no one no one wants to see an Amber Heard movie anymore. You know, speaking of which, uh, speaking of uh, connecting with Ezra, I mean, connecting with Amber Heard, Ezra Miller also had his fair share of trouble with the law as well, which also explains why The Flash didn't do as well. Too. Exactly. I mean, 
I don't know if you heard about that. I I don't know if you heard about that too. Oh, yep, yep, uh, yeah. The Flash definitely did not do as good, and a lot of that is because of Ezra Miller and a lot of his legal issues. The Flash definitely, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I get two hundred twenty million dollar budget and only yeah. gross two hundred seventy one million dollars. Yeah, not good. Yeah, and Aquaman <laughs> not good. too. Aquaman had a uh, budget. Aquaman two had a budget of two hundred five to two hundred fifteen. That's still a big but that's still a big budget. Exactly. And looking at this film, like literally, you look at this film, like yes, that film, Aquaman two: Lost Kingdom has problems, but at the same time, it still, still look like the look of the film still looks decent. I'll, I'll yes. Give the film this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely it's a good looking film. Like the color, it's a very it's it, it's not as colorful the first movie was very colorful mm -hmm. with the underwater city of atlantis you had the costume design for that film was insane i loved how aquaman suit kind of had like a neon aesthetic look to it it was very nice um yeah the whole movie that movie just def definitely had like a neon aesthetic mm -hmm. color design to it same yeah. with the you know this movie th the the second movie definitely did too but it just didn't feel as much of that because some of it is we spend a lot of it in the Arctic and you can't really, yeah. the Arctic, you kind of have to deal with some dollar designs. And, yeah. Uh, like the pol subpolar, no pun intended. Yeah. So because the Arctic subpolar goes be honest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's where the ending of that movie take place took place. Like the ending of that movie took place. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, the, obviously, some some parts of the movie took place in the Arctic because part of the plot of that movie is basically the Lost Kingdom, and it's literally felt throughout the entire throughout the entire movie. Most notably with, with most notably with Aquaman, uh, Orm, and then of course this whole backstory of this of this king who was yep. uh, who who has a brother. Who has an evil brother who ruled this king? Who were going out? Who were going against each other? Like in fact, they showed the scene of King Atlan going up against this king, this evil king. And I'll be honest with you, as interesting as that villain was in, uh, as that third villain was, like, like let's be honest, Black Manta and Orm, Ocean Master, they were the only two good Aquaman villains in that movie. Compared to whoever that third villain was in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Right, yeah, because it was just... They didn't really set up set it up as much. It felt so rushed. Because the film is trying to do too much. You know, it's trying to set up the Lost Kingdom. But at the same time, you're following Black Manta, who's on a revenge story. That was one of the things I was... I, honestly, you know... I, I like the title, and I like them, you know, trying to look for the Lost Kingdom of Atlantis, but I just felt like the film, you know, if, if you wanted to go more of a revenge route between Aquaman and Black Manta, I felt like the film should have just done that instead of trying yeah. to tie in something else different, because it's trying to do too much by then. I mean, you know, because the Black Manta storyline was something that I actually really liked from the first Aquaman movie, how he, you know, how he witnesses Aquaman kill his, well, not kill his, he didn't kill his father, but he didn't save him, you know, right. he didn't save him, and Black Manta blames him 
for what happened, which, you know, he's right for blaming him for what happened. And, you know, then we see him take on the suit and he's fighting him and then he get he loses the battle and now he's coming back and he's stronger and better than ever. Yeah. I would have loved to see the film explore a lot more of that. You know, but it tries to do a little bit too much by setting up the Lost Kingdom. And it's just like, this is the last movie in the DCEU. Why are you trying to set up stuff about the Lost Kingdom when we're probably not going to be exploring it again? Just Yeah, make it exactly. a revenge. In fact, Yeah. if this like this movie, I feel like this movie would have been a a very good third installments. Like, think about it. If this was Aquaman Yeah. and the Lost Kingdom, that would have been a pretty that would have been a good third installment. In fact, continuing on with the Black Manta revenge storyline, like think about this. This movie, this sequel could have been titled Aquaman Two: Black Manta's Revenge. How Exactly. is that for a movie title? Yeah, that would have been a lot better, and it could have just focused on, you know, because we see Black Manta, and he's, I, I don't know how, but obviously he has gained followers. We already know he had uh, David Shin from the first credit is from the credit scene in the first Aquaman movie. They were like, uh, you know, they were <laughs> fighting, they were in league together, but he now has somehow a bunch of supporters. So Yeah. you know. It, which the movie doesn't really explain all that well. Uh, you know, I, it would have been better to see Aquaman and Black Manta going at it and then Black Manta trying to get back for, you know, vengeance. And that would have just been a war between them. Because, you know, Ocean Master is, he is one of the biggest Aquaman villains. You know, he's, if you read the comics, you know, he is one of the bigger ones. But Black Manta also has a big presence in the comics Yeah. as well. Yeah, he has a big presence as well. And in all honesty, though, like for for all the films, for all the for for the for all the films for, for all the problems that this movie had, I, I think the one of the few one of the few main redeeming factors of this movie is obviously um let's be honest, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, Ozzy, he steals the show in this movie. And then of course, uh, Patrick Wilson as uh Orm, Ocean Master, and of course their buddy their buddy cop duel. Like, cause this is like, think about this. This is basically a uh, buddy cop. This is basically a buddy cop film. And then uh, Black Manta. I still like Black Manta in this movie. I thought Black Manta Yeah. in this movie was still good. Yeah. Action sequences were pretty cool too. The visual, some of the visual effects. But other than that, and then of course the the artistic, literally like the the look and style of the movie. And that's just basically it. That's just basically it. The story is all over the place. And Exactly. Where the DC Extended Universe is going, and how it's being, and how it was ended, like really, like Yeah. the last shot of that movie, like the last scene in that movie, ends with Ocean Master eating a cockroach burger. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't know. I that's that's Which you know is basically, the D which is basically, get this. They actually, he, Aquaman said this in the movie. The cockroach is basically the the surface's version of shrimp. Um, uh, I mean, I've had shrimp multiple times before. I've never, I've never eaten cockroach. I don't think <laughs> a uh, cockroach would, I don't think I would say taste-wise cockroach would be the surface world's version of shrimp. That's yeah. just where I'll leave it. That is just where I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was established in the movie. Even Orm was just surprised by that. I was like, "What?" 
And then, like, he proceeds to eat the cockroach the first time around, and he was like, hmm, not bad. <laughs> like, because uh, <laughs> they did, they did, they tried to do, like, so much fish out of water comedy and that during that scene because you know orm is on the surface now he doesn't really know too much about the surface and he's uh you know he's he, he's asking aquaman about some of this stuff you know it's like they're brothers but they're like two entirely different people like you know you look at aquaman and how jason momoa's portrayal of him is he's kind of He's a king. He's the king, but he's he doesn't want it. He's kind of you know, he's a fighter. He's not so much the formal type. Uh, Orm definitely is. He's more the calm, clever, and calm, clever presence that just waits. You know, and Jason Momoa's Aquaman is not necessarily like that. He's just like, you know, get get me into this fight now. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, like let's be honest. Like, Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa were were very good. I like I I enjoyed their chemistry in that movie. They they had a lot of good chemistry. I liked seeing them. I knew that was going to. I they were hinting at something like that with uh, the ending of the first movie when Aquaman when Aquaman defeats Orm. Orm is taken into custody, and he's like, "Hey, when you're ready." Let's talk, yeah. you know. So I knew they were going to do something like that. And in the film, we got like a th- it, it 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 was really good. It felt like a Thor and Loki type relationship. Yeah. And it it, it kind of did get on the nose a little bit there because there was one joke where Aquaman, you know, he calls Orm Loki. Oh yeah, yeah. He calls he calls Orm Loki, and I'm just like, hey, you're getting a little bit too much on the nose here with this one, guys. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. I think, uh, let's be honest. DC, uh, it's not the only Marvel joke we get from DC. In fact, <laughs> I haven't seen the Lego Batman movie, but the Lego Batman. I heard the Lego Batman movie made an Iron Man joke Iron in that Man movie. Sucks. <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> sucks. Like that's yep. the literal. That was Batman's password to get into the Batcave. Iron Man <laughs> sucks. I I do remember seeing the Lego Batman movie in theaters on opening weekend. I remember I was in high school. I saw it with a few friends, and we were all just we we were. We were, everyone in the theater was like, "Oh no, we did it!" As soon as, as soon as they were just like, "Iron Man sucks." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh! By the way, by the way, FYI, uh, Lego the Lego Batman movie was robbed of an Oscar. Throwing it best, best animated Oscar film. Yeah, it was robbed. It was a contender. I will say it was a contender. It was a good. It was a. It was a finalist. It was definitely one of the best animated movies of that year so but with but i'm just gonna say this with aquaman and the uh you know with aquaman and the lost kingdom i don't really expect that to uh to have any awards it's it if any awards it's gonna be kind of middling to be honest with you it it will be very middling um so i you know and it's a shame because james wan I loved his direction. He he is a great director. I think so. I believe so too. Like he directed the the first Aquaman movie, so I thought him directing the sequel was a good idea. But even then, 
like where he was going. But even then, even though the the problems that he had to deal with, like it just took an effect on him, and it literally, it literally made him literally that he, the film made him not direct any other movies. Like you know, like with the Conjuring universe that is going on. I mean, yeah. he's still attached to those movies as producer, which is still good. But literally, what what the film what went down with Aquaman two really took an effect on his career especially when it comes to like directing other movies like he was attached to this movie uh, for for a while in fact um um in fact uh, there were rumors of reshoots going on with Aquaman 2 some some even stated that there were about three sets of reshoots one of them actually featured um uh Ben Affleck's Batman in this movie uh-huh really wow that's uh which we didn't see in the final cut no, but, uh, and I think you're... there's a rumor that Michael Keaton's Batman would have been in it, but I, I think it was just more likely Ben Affleck's Batman because of this whole, um, you know, this whole multiverse that um, DC was trying to do, especially with the Flash. Yeah, they're trying to go a little bit too much Marvel already, you know, and this is this is one of the biggest problems with the superhero genre movie genre nowadays and it's why people are not nearly watching it as much anymore it's because these these state these studios like dc and warner brothers are seeing what disney and marvel and the mcu did with their films for a long time and the mcu it, it's not sustain it's not sustainable anymore it just isn't because oh. they don't necessarily have a roadmap to go off of anymore exactly. ever since Ever since Endgame, you know, they've always, they've kind of, their movies have not really been the best. And you kind of, nowadays with their movies, you have to watch their TV series to understand everything that's going on. And not a whole lot of people are doing that, you know. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, but don't get me wrong. Some movies uh, after Endgame, some of the Marvel movies from after Endgame, there are still some entertaining Marvel movies after Endgame. Don't get me wrong. Like, there I, were. I still believe Spider-Man No Spider-Man No Way Home, I is right. one of them. Guardians Three, uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and possibly Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's that that in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah. The rest, not so much. No, not not nearly as much with the other ones. I mean, Eternals was definitely. A letdown. I was really excited to see the uh, the Black Widow movie. The I was really excited to see that one, but that that was that was okay. I wouldn't say that was bad. That was just okay. Yeah, it was, I, mean, I didn't like Black Widow. I mean, I was looking forward to that movie, but I I was I was em- I felt empty. I felt yeah. really empty with that movie. I yeah Especially I. With- Especially with that twist, that especially with that uh, villain twist at the end with Taskmaster. I mean, yeah. Look how they massacre my boy, Taskmaster. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. The Black Widow was a big letdown for me. I didn't see Shang Chi, um, Thor: Love and Thunder. That just that felt rushed. Like <laughs> that, that just felt very. You know, I, that was just like. It felt so nonchalant. That's like one of the better ways I can describe that movie. Mm-hmm. Like no one really cared about that film. It felt 
very rushed through and it, it it totally didn't work for me because it tries to be a very hilarious film and then you have Christian Bale as Gore the god killer who is very sadistic Uh, and God dark Butcher, the God Butcher, the god, god butcher Butcher. sorry god butcher let me put some respect on the name uh but he he's very sadistic and twisted and you see him like freaking out a bunch of kids And, you know, it's like it just didn't really totally work. But the superhero movies are, you know, it, it, they need a new direction because the MCU's direction, in my opinion, doesn't last. It doesn't work. And James Wan spiced it up a little bit with the Aquaman movies or he tried to with, you know, the first one. I felt like he definitely did better with that. The second one, Yeah. it just didn't capture that as much. It didn't No, capture it that didn't. because it was trying to do way too much. Yeah, there was like a lot going there was a lot going on with that movie, especially like, you know, Amber Heard situation, James Gunn starting his own universe, and of course, obviously the pandemic. If you count the pandemic because because the movie pre because the movie itself, like it the idea was starting to come around during during the pandemic and they were trying to like work around there so they were trying to like work around it too but the two main things was obviously the amber heard and the new direction of where dc is going with especially with james gunn Yes, exactly. And I, I'm honestly, I actually am really excited, to be honest. I am really excited to see James Gunn's version of the DC, of the, of a new DC universe. I, you know, he directed the Suicide Squad, you know, which we have to differentiate between two titles of Suicide Squads Right, now. yeah, and then Uh, yeah, you just got, you just got a bad one and a good one. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just attach the good one to James. You just look for the one that James Gunn directed. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the one we all want to see. Um, and then, so. um, then you also had, um, I know he had he had Peacemaker as well with John Cena. Yeah, he did. Peacemaker I, is very, very good. Honestly, I, I actually I haven't like that. seen um I have not seen the entire show. I only saw one episode I only saw one episode of Peacemaker and I'm I thought it was fine, but I actually wanted to watch the Peacemaker show just so just so I can like just just to catch up on it, but uh but that's just basically but that's just basically it. I I only saw one episode of Peacemaker. And then um I know James Gunn's got his own Superman movie coming up, which a part of me, I'm looking forward to it, but It's still a little salty on how they treated Henry Cavill at the Yeah, end. yeah, I I definitely am too. Just because I think Henry Cavill really wanted to do it. He really wanted to come back and uh, you know, do it, but it's it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to work. I think James Gunn wanted to go in a different direction, you know, with all this with all the DC stuff. And I, you know, he's a great filmmaker. I love the Guardians movies. Those Yeah, were I did. Yeah, entertaining. same here. Yeah. Yeah, Love the Guardians those movies. movies were really good. Um, you know, I'm it's Superman Legacy is the title. He is that is the uh that is going to be the name of his Superman film that's coming out. So I am really If excited to see what that one is. Yeah, if James Gunn respects the Superman lore, like let's just say like once that film comes, let's see what the trailer looks like first. We haven't gotten a trailer yet, but if Somehow in that trailer respects the Superman lore and of course honors, you know, Christopher Reeve's Superman or even Henry Cavill's Superman, or at least like give some sort of like, you know, 
acknowledgement to Henry Cavill, Christopher Reeve, and then all the other Supermans that came before, okay. But we'll have to wait and see because even when the Aquaman 2 film came out, like, you feel the James Gunn presence. Like, James Gunn was not involved with Aquaman 2. But with that whole announcement with James Gunn taking over DC and starting that new universe, now, now, well, I don't mind James Gunn taking over DC, but with the new universe that is that is like taking over after the DCEU, his presence was felt throughout the rest of 2023, especially with the other DC movies. It, it definitely was. It definitely was, Mark. It definitely was. And that's, you know, that's just the reason why the DC movies just haven't necessarily felt as climactic or as, you know, entertaining. And I think it's because the filmmakers and the people marketing just feel like, oh, why why are we why are we trying to push these films out? It's not gonna matter much anymore. I mean, yeah. you know DC yeah. is not Marvel. DC's no. not Marvel. Marvel is their own thing, so is DC and so is DC. And I feel like Aquaman too tried so hard to be like Marvel at times. It did. It did try a little bit too hard to be Marvel at times, but it do- it just goes way too much into more of what it you know, what you know, tr- what it wants to be, what it's trying to be instead of what it should be. Yeah. You know. I mean, opening like look at the opening of the movie. Like the movie opens up with um. Well, obviously, it opens up pretty good. Aquaman finding pirates on this barge, and then. It cuts to Aquaman on land, uh, Aquaman at home with Mira, and Aquaman, for like not even five minutes into the film, Aquaman gets pissed in the face by his own by his own baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was like thinking, oh my god, I, and still I was just like. Why are you setting up that Aquaman has a child now? I mean, I get it. I know he's like married to Mira. You know, I was just like, why are you setting up that Aquaman has a child now when it's like the last film? It felt like, you know, and I think James Wan definitely felt like the, you know, James Gunn taking over DC, you know, the, you know, being the CEO of the DC universe now. Because uh, there's a lot it felt like he wanted to do in this movie that he wanted to explore in future films. Yeah. But we're not going to be able to see that now because no. James Gunn is redoing everything and is wiping yeah. the floor with everything and is essentially starting a reboot. Yeah. And also, uh, I want to throw this out there. I went to see this movie with my twin brother, Mike, who has made uh, a few appearances on this show. Um we were sitting in the theater. It wasn't a packed theater. I mean, there were still some people in that theater. I gotta say, probably about half a theater when they show. And then when they show the first uh, shot of Amber Heard as Mira in that movie, <laughs> in that opening scene, uh, some people were like, "She's still in this movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: She is. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's still in this movie. Um, I do like their conversation. I do, but I do like how it does go back and forth between Aquaman as a father and then Aquaman as a king. Although his job as a king, like he falls asleep during the job at one point, like like he's oh, had yeah. this one meeting with all with the entire council of the seven kingdoms, and um, he just falls asleep. He was like, uh, what, what, what? Uh, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, well, and the film kind of does this too. He has like good ideas, like he has ideas that he wants to do, but like 
the council doesn't really agree with him on it, and he's taking a lot of heat. Be you know, he takes a lot of heat because he's not a true Atlantean. He's not a true Atlantean king. He's a half-breed. Yeah, you know, so he's so people are already kind of skeptical of him for that. And, you know, and there's even a conversation where he and Orm are having like, you know, when they're together and Orm's like, well, if you don't like this, maybe you should let me be the king again. You know, like I'm, you know, you, you need somebody who's better suited to run the to run the throne and stuff and you know make better decisions and have people agree with you and you know aquaman's like yeah so what you're just gonna start another war again with the surface <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, 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 you know the film just goes in a lot of different directions but then at the end we see aquaman making the speech and he's trying to sound like a true king you know so he makes atlantis public to everybody he's trying to sound like A true king and a yeah. good king, you know, which kind of goes through a little bit of an arc, but it doesn't feel like that arc is entirely deserved. No, it like literally feels like a send off to the DC extended universe. I feel like, I feel like that's one of the few scenes. I feel like that's one of the few reshoots or maybe additional scenes that they had to deal with this movie. But at the same time, it reminds me of uh, the first of the of the ending of Iron Man, and of course the ending, of course that one post credit scene in. Uh, Black Panther and Black Panther, like where um, where yeah, they wanted, like where obviously where they obviously want where in Black Panther where they wanted to bring the Kingdom of Wakanda to to the world to introduce mm. Wakanda to the world, and then of course, although I think that was already established, I think that was already established in yep. the Marvel universe. Yep. Yeah. Iron and then with Iron, but with Iron Man, Iron Man, uh, then with Iron Man, Tony Stark revealing that he is Iron Man. <laughs> yep. Yep, it, it tried to do something a little bit like that, but it didn't. It didn't need to do that. It's like, no. yeah, and it, it, didn't... it just ended on a mic drop. Like he, it, it, the whole speech ends on a mic drop. Exactly. Like, exactly. Mic drop. And then, but no, that was not the real ending. That was not the real ending. The real ending was Orm eating a cockroach burger. <laughs> that's the true send-off to the dc universe that i'm sure only a few people will remember fully is you know the last scene what are they gonna remember oh patrick wilson just having a cockroach sandwich that's 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 the true ending that ever yeah that's the true ending everybody's gonna remember from the dc i mean how about the marvel i mean the marvel cinematic universe is still going but everybody's pretending everybody's saying that no they should it, sh it should have ended no it should have ended after endgame and what we remember for endgame is obviously tony stark dying and then of course um and, and then of course uh and then of course uh, sam wilson is that his name sam wilson yep sam wilson taking the shield from captain america and being like i'll do my best yep and then mm -hmm. uh, yeah that was big and then steve and then steve rogers dancing with uh, Agent Carter dancing, finally getting his dance with Agent Carter. But outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what about the other movies like Logan? You've seen Logan? I did see Logan. I did see that when it was in theaters, and that Everybody was a remember brutal. Logan dying in that movie. Uh huh. And that was that was a good send off to what we thought was going to be Hugh Jackman's final portrayal of Logan. But mm -hmm. as we know now, he he's coming back with uh, you know he's coming back in Deadpool three, which yeah. we're all very excited to see. I'm actually excited. I'm actually excited on that one. I actually 
did an episode. I actually did an episode on that already. I did an episode on that already. <laughs> on the trailer, just the trailer, just the trailer. Just the trailer. Yeah, yeah. The trailer. And I'm actually excited for that one. But yeah, but yeah, Aquaman mic dropping in front of the entire people, in front of the in front of the entire audience, and then Ormini, a cockroach burger. Yeah, that's how we end it. That's how it, this <laughs> whole thing's gonna end. <laughs> but um but uh, but also but also like there were a few things in that movie where um I was still disappointed with Willem Dafoe's absence from the movie. Yes, yes, Willem Dafoe uh, apparently his character Volko died. I was like I how Yeah, I mean they, they, yeah, they named, that they name dropped Volko in the beginning of the movie and I'm just like what? Yeah, it's what, like what, what? What was that like? I mean, who would I don't even know if Willem Dafoe was even rumored to be in this movie? I mean, even if he's not in this movie, I mean, even yeah. if he is not in this movie, okay, that's fine. Or even a name draft or vocal, I mean, that's fine. But but saying that vocal name dropping vocal as if he was dead in the and name dropping yeah. vocal saying that he died in this movie. I find it to be insulting because one, you have a great actor playing this playing this character like Willem like Willem Dafoe, and Mm. two, how did Vocal died? We don't even see Vocal in this. We don't see Vocal in this movie at all. Yeah, we don't know how he died. The the film is like. You know, the film just like brushes off. It's like I wish Vocal were here, and I just as soon as I heard that, I was like, what? You're just gonna leave it like that? Like, You're just gonna name drop him and leave him like that? Yeah, they <laughs> did him. Actually, no, they didn't. I mean, it wasn't the first time they did vocal dirt. It wasn't the first time they they did Willem Dafoe dirty in the 2017 <clears throat> Joss Whedon Justice League. Vocal was removed from that movie until uh, Zack Snyder came out with his own director's cut, where Vocal was in it. Yes, and the Zack, I did not see the Zack Snyder cut, but it keeps a lot, you know, it's more faithful, I feel, to the whole DC, you know, and that's the other big thing, too, is Zack Snyder's, you know, stepping down and sort of, like, letting other people, like, take charge here, you know, obviously it was a horrible situation with what happened to Zack Snyder, the suicide of his daughter, that's mm-hmm. such a tough situation, but it just felt like ever since, you know, that happened, you know, like since that moment happened, he's really that was sort of like the deciding moment in terms of the future for the DC Extended Universe. Because once he stepped away and was going to focus more on his family, um, he, you know, it kind of just opened it up for other filmmakers with different visions and ideas to take over what he had wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, Which and I have not a bad thing. That, and th- that's not a bad thing. I don't. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I mean, hey, it's... I am open to new directors, uh, go- working on the, uh, working on the DC, on um, working on these projects, which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, um, you had Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman, James Wan on Aquaman. You also have um, who's the guy? David, if it's David F. Sandberg, if I'm saying David F. Sandberg. Right. Yep. Yeah, for Shazam. I mean, still work. I mean, it, it still works. I think Joss Whedon would have done a fine job, but from what we heard, but from what I heard, what, what went down with Joss Whedon, especially his most notably his behavior, and then of course 
how the studio treated the Justice League movie, it it just it, it just yeah. fell apart. Mm. Yeah, no, it just yeah, because Joss Whedon definitely kind of came in and was like, ah, you know, we're gonna get rid of all some of the darkest stuff that uh, you know Zack Snyder did from Batman v Superman, and we're just gonna do it as a more fluffy movie. And it's like you don't really need to make Justice League that fluffy of a movie because it it, it you, know, you took a lot of the darkness out. Steppenwolf was a horrible bland villain yes. who was just a big, big CGI monster with <laughs> an axe that yeah. was very powerful but had nothing else behind him. Uh, you and know, and removed it... all of his backstory, but yes. but aside yes. from that, the the Steppenwolf from Zack Snyder's Justice League was a lot better than what yeah. Josh than how Josh Whedon than what Josh Whedon did. I'll say that. Yeah. He is, you know, it was just, and I did hear from the Zack Snyder cut that a lot of people were saying that the scenes that were kept in the original Justice League movie that were also seen in the Snyder cut, those were Zack Snyder moments, you know? Yeah. Those were Zack Snyder moments, and those were easily some of the best moments in that movie. I still need to see the Snyder Cut, though, which ugh, I'm going to need to take maybe a full day out of because it's a <laughs> four-hour movie, and I, yeah. <laughs> I'm i going to need to, you know, decompress and just take a breather like two hours in or something, you know, because it's going to feel – it's not going to be, but it's going to feel like a movie marathon. But it just felt like ever since Zack Snyder sort of stepped away from – everything that was happening you know with the dc with the uh you know with the dceu it was just like eh it just opened up the floodgates for other people to just take charge and they you know and you said it mark it's not a bad thing for directors with different visions to come in i mean we've seen that tons of times before that happens a lot in the mcu mm -hmm. but you didn't have a control you didn't have some like a creative guidance over, you know, watching over them, you know, essentially saying, okay, this is what you can and can't do here. This is what mm -hmm. you need to have happen. And it's just like, it just felt like it was a mess all over the place, you know, sometimes with how everything was, uh, you know, how certain things were handled and all that. It, it didn't necessarily feel warranted. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, there are definitely things where I feel like it was, like, I didn't think it was warranted to kill off Vocal. Like, come on. Like, why why kill him off like that? Like, we don't even see him. Like, they just name-dropped him and all, which I don't mind. But name-dropping him and, and uh, saying that he's dead, I mean, come on. Like, that's, exactly. not, a good way. that's not a good yeah. way. That's not a good way to send off your a supporting character that we only know him from, like, one or two movies yeah and, and then this whole thing keeps on going and then this whole movie keeps on going i mean we kept we got to check out different kingdoms too but also mira gets knocked out mira was basically out of the picture for like almost the entire film yeah that was that was the that was james wan's way of saying okay you don't want to see hamber heard well in the back she goes for a good chunk of the movie yeah you know you know, that was basically their way of saying, yeah, we don't really want to see Amber Heard. You know, we don't we don't really want the audience to get upset about us showing Amber Heard. So away she goes for yeah. <laughs> quite, 
quite a bit of this movie, which, you know, I didn't mind. I mean, obviously, I have my opinions with the the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. I felt like, you know, Johnny Depp was clearly wronged in a lot of ways. I feel like a lot of people should owe him an apology for stuff that happened. And, you know, it's great to see it's great to see him, you know, You know, it's great to see him kind of writing, rece keeping receipts about who wronged him because he doesn't want to come back to Disney. You know, he doesn't want to do another no, pirates no. movie. Doesn't like, want to he do doesn't that. need this. He doesn't need Disney. He does. He doesn't need Disney. He doesn't need Warner Brothers. No, with how um, Warner Brothers, unless Tim Burton, unless uh, Tim. I mean, but I could definitely see Giant Depp. I could definitely see Giant Depp working with Tim Burton again. I can see he that. can. He can definitely. He he's definitely not going to go back to Warner Brothers though, because if no. you remember as well, he was. If you've seen the Harry Potter films, he the Fantastic Beast movies, he yes. was Grindelwald, and mm -hmm. he doesn't want to do that. And clearly, I think uh, Warner Brothers is okay with that because for some reason they like Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald more than they do Johnny Depp. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, hey, I, I heard Mads Mikkelsen was good as Grindelwald. I mean, I'll I'll give him that. I mean, hey, come on. I mean, can't go wrong with Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. I no. mean, I, I can't go wrong with that. No, no. I mean, hey, those two guys, I mean, those two guys, Giant Depp and Mads Mikkelsen, hey, respect to those guys. Yep, yeah, they are, they deserve a lot of respect. So it's just... I, I just feel like, you know, too, this film, just it was doomed from the start. Yeah. The film was, Aquaman 2 was doomed from the start because you had so much happening. You had so many reshoots happening. You had James Gunn coming in, taking control of DC and wanting to do a clean slate and somehow allowing this film to come out. And James Wan still wanted to explore the Lost Kingdom. And I'm just going to say this. if it was, If this film wasn't surrounded by the controversy with Amber Heard, And if James Gunn did not come in and say, we're going to do a clean sweep and direct this film and, you know, and redo this whole move, this whole universe, I felt like James Gunn or now James Wan, I mean, would have made a better movie. You know, I think this movie would have been that I think this movie would have been better. But in all honesty, though, I mean, despite the trouble it had, like there are still some moments in this movie where it's still good. I mean, I do like how. They went to different uh, to different places through in the under. I like how they went to went through different places. Like let's be honest, world building, the world yep. the world itself, the world of Aquaman itself. Like I like I find it funny how they went back to to the Sahara Desert, where uh, yeah. Aquaman and his squid or octopus sidekick <laughs> trying to break Orm out, and then. <laughs> Like yeah, this, this little octopus, this little or squid—is it an octopus or squid? It's an octopus. It's an octopus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he's just—he follows the Aquaman around, and he Aquaman's just basically annoyed by this. I mean, oh yeah, he doesn't more like it. Than Squidward than I—I'll I'll, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, wow. Aquaman gets paired up with Squidward, and somehow Aquaman is the most annoyed out of the duo. You wouldn't—you wouldn't have guessed that any any other day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would not have guessed that any other day of the week. I find it funny how Orm looks like uh, Tom Hanks' character from Castaway. Yes. Yeah. He, he... The full beard. The full. He had the full beard and he had the full beard and then like his hair. Yeah. He, he had a mullet too. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. They got him right. Like for how he was supposed to be when he was imprisoned, you know, like they, he, he basically was like weak. He was, you know, 
like skin and bones and then i like it too how when he goes in the water when he's after he gets beaten up by a few people and he gets sucked in by the water and then he becomes his old self again it, that i i like that part of the film that part of the film was cool to see on film you know on the screen you know Yeah. and the action sequences i i didn't mind the action sequences to me they felt really well choreographed they felt really well shot that was like my biggest thing you know when i saw the first aquaman movie and i saw james wan shooting the action sequences in full wides i was like thank you thank Yeah. you you understand this guy understands how to shoot action sequences Yeah, and uh, the cinematographer Don Burgess, Don Burgess did the cinematography in this in both movies. right right Yeah, cinematography and he like I am blown away by the cinematography. Like you watch those two Aquaman movies now, you watch them now, you yeah are blown away by the cinematography. Like exactly it is amazing cinematography. It feels like you are being pulled into this movie. yes exactly and it's just with the color behind it as well it's you know the color just leaps out of the screen you're on you're in you're underwater in this atlantis city it's just Yeah. incredible it's you know you feel like you're immersed with it and here in this movie it tries to do that but then you go to other areas like the arctic where it's like it does, doesn't Yeah. necessarily feel as good <laughs> Yeah. you know doesn't I mean, necessarily the final battle did get a little greenish. The final battle was definitely filled with a lot of green because that was like the color they went for the Southern Kingdom. Right, and and because there's other kingdom that we barely even. I mean, obviously, they it that we felt this, the presence of that kingdom was felt, but the build up and backstory of this king, like of this evil king, I feel like we could have got a little more of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could have gotten a, a, little bit, a little bit more of that, but I still feel... The film would have been a lot better had it just focused a lot more on the on the vendetta between Black Manta and Aquaman. Yeah, and Black Manta steals Aquaman's baby. Yeah, that's a big thing that happens in this movie. I, I, you know, that's that's a huge thing that happens, and we see. You know what I really liked in this film too? It did explore how. I knew this was, I had a feeling this was going to happen years before this film came out with Stephen Shin. Uh, you know, he's not a villain. No, He's he's not. just, he's, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's just misunderstood because he's, he believes in Atlantis and everyone looks at him like, well, you're a whack job. You're just some crackpot mad scientist who clearly has been working way too much in the laboratory. Um, You know, but he's misunderstood. He just wants to see this Atlantis, and Yeah. he learns that Black Manta has a lot of ulterior motives behind him. You know, he wants he wants to take over Atlantis, and he wants to kill Aquaman, and you know, he brings innocent lives into it. And Stephen Shin's like, uh, no, I don't really want to do that. But it was so it was great to see Stephen Shin, like, you know, Randall Park as Stephen Shin, like, you know. trying to uh save Aquaman's baby and go against uh Black Manta. Yeah, because uh, Yeah. Black Manta wants the blood of Aquaman's son, but yet, why couldn't he? But yet. Aquaman's probably got more blood. Aquaman's got more blood on on his side. Mhm. Mm yeah, it's like why 
I don't know. That I didn't necessarily like of that film. It was yeah, just that like that was probably one of the. That's a, probably another. That's one of the few things in that movie where it's like, okay, we're really, really pushed. We're really, really pushing that bar right there. Yeah, we we are really kind of pushing the bar quite a bit. You know, and James Wan kind of comes from that though. He's a yeah. horror director, and the scene where what is it? Where Black Manta, you know abducts Aquaman's son it's a it it can be an intensifying scene because you yeah. know it's in the dark it's in this it's at night in this thunderstorm you know Aquaman's father Tamora Morrison is what you know you know is watching uh the baby and then all of a sudden he turns around and we see in the dark Black Manta's red eyes just light up on his suit as soon as yeah, like, oh, like behind something... you that feels like something out of the out of the conjuring universe exactly about yes that, about that Hey, yes. Like, where's his Mandal? Where's his Mandalorian armor? Where's his Mandalorian armor? <laughs> yeah. Where's we, we need? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boba, Jango, the 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 you you're being you're under attack. Watch out! <laughs> watch, watch out! Watch out! Watch get, out. The, get the don't, armor. Get, don't don't get blasted like get... a bantha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Boba Boba Fett? Like, literally, come on. I'm I'm sorry. That quote from Boba Fett, like that quote from Boba Boba Fett. I'm sorry. That's gonna that's 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 a literal punchline, right? Yeah that that is a literal punchline. That's you can't you you can't make that you can't go about that any other two. Yeah. But just, some of the other can't. characters in Aquaman too, like we get to see this weird, I this weird kingdom where uh, no, I, I wouldn't say it's weird, but this guy, this um, kingpin-looking fish, <laughs> where he's being played by Martin Short. He um, one scene that they had, and it was at this like casino-like underwater kingdom, yeah, where where Aquaman and Orm are talking to this one fish, this kingfish, this kingfish about, about this whole, about this whole, about, about this whole conversation. I'm just like, about Orm, about, yeah. not, not Orm, uh, Black, Black Manta. Manta. Yep, Black Manta. Like, what? I'm just like, what? I mean, I recognize Martin Short, but Martin Short's voice, but I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <sighs> I don't know. I didn't necessarily care. There, you know, it wasn't that this movie it felt. It wasn't that it was horrible. I would just say it's forgettable in a lot of ways. It feels, and that's one of the things I can say about a lot of the DCEU movies is that it just feels so forgettable after a while. There's a lot of elements to it that just don't necessarily. They're not impactful, you know, and especially for what was the last movie in the DCEU, it should have sent us out more with a bang but it you know but apparently again dc's big idea behind that is having patrick wilson sitting at some some restaurant dock just eating a cockroach sandwich yeah cockroach burger (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah pint of guinness you know it's yeah yeah, but again, you just feel like there's a lot that they wanted to do. In, yeah. Can you imagine how how crazy of an ending that movie would have been if Orm was actually going to be the next villain 
in a third Aquaman movie. Like, yes. if you hold on to that black trident, because don't forget, and I'm literally, I can't believe I left this out. This black trident mm-hmm. that this Lost Kingdom had. Yeah. Literally control can control like those who are worthy. I believe if that, if that, if that's right. If that's yeah, right. exactly yeah. And there are moments where Orm wanted to do was wanting to do that, but then he's like, no, you know, I'm a changed man now. I'm trying to do this for the greater good. It's like it's just kind of butchering his character now at this point. Yeah, he's not but, supposed to yeah. entirely be a good guy. No, exactly. But imagine if that was the case for Aquaman three, like. He actually like, but like he lets go of that trident, but some of it is still inside him. Yeah, some of it is still inside of him. You know, like he he's still there, but then the film makes sure of like, nope, nope, he's not gonna he's not gonna have way too much of it anymore. He's yeah. yep. And Black Manta dies in this movie too. Yeah, it it, it, it that I wasn't necessarily, you know. I get it. It was like, you know, one must live, the other must die. That's how it should be. But, you know, Aquaman was basically like, I'm only fighting you so I can, like, save my son. You know, but if I remember correctly from watching that movie, it is a fight, but Black Manta, Black Manta gets his ass kicked in, yeah, in that fight. He he gets taken care of pretty easily, I would say, by yeah. Aquaman. You know, and for, for a guy who is spending years trying to build his way back up and find this guy and fight him and kill him. He goes out on a whimper, pretty much. He pretty much does. He goes out on this whimper, just like this whole just like how this whole movie did. But yeah. Like this whole whimper, even the Flash went out on a whimper too. Yeah. It, the Flash went out on a very confusing ending because then we see uh george clooney return as bruce wayne uh, in, yeah. uh, and again like, we're all barry allen in this one like who the hell is this guy here yeah oh even aquaman had a cameo in that one too well he, he well it wasn't aquaman it was like uh was it, it was Arth- some hobo aquaman yeah yeah it was some hoboish aquaman and then you saw tamora morrison play aquaman's father in an alternative universe where aquaman was not born yeah so that was yeah, yeah that was that was a that was a funny scene i like that scene but that was actually pretty funny yeah that was but, a funny scene yeah but um other other than that i mean oh, man like you like feel like talking about this movie i feel like i'm forgetting all the other characters as well like uh aquaman's mother and then obviously Dolph lundgren then of course king Dolph lundgren who is that <laughs> in the movie too and then <laughs> and then you got the the King that this king who was the from the kingdom of the the Brime Kingdom like you forget yeah. that these characters are in this movie you do you do because the film just feels anticlimactic in a lot of ways yeah like all you know from this movie obviously is obviously Aquaman and Orm those are the mm-hmm. only two characters you get to uh, tag along in this movie and then also you could definitely say uh, Black Manta. Exactly, yeah, because Black Manta. Well, Black Manta is not forgettable because he's like a big force in the yeah. film. He's like a big force trying to go after Aquaman. You you remember Aquaman? You remember Orm because they have good chemistry with each other and they work together hand in hand pretty well. 
but you know you you don't necessarily you know and i think this is good for a lot of people you don't really care about uh amber heard in this film and you don't but you also kind of forget about nicole kidman and tamora morrison and dolph lundgren and other characters you know the brian you know i'm like why is and the brian king felt like he was some big person at the end of the movie and it's like you were barely you were barely in the first movie the only time we saw of you in the first movie was when you made some big speech when orm's army was about to you know when you when you're when your army and orm's army was about to go to battle Mm -hmm. and then orm just easily just slices your hand off like like and you're acting all big until like why are you trying to act all you were barely in the movie in the first one in the mm-hmm. first movie and now you show up at the end and you're like oh yeah i'm the brand gain i'm big and everything it's like yeah hi <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly this like he's barely in this movie in fact this whole final battle i feel like that's more of a justice league threat than an aquaman threat it, it felt like a justice league yeah it which felt also like... explains why uh this also explains. I mean, this also explains like Ben Affleck's casting for in this movie because I feel like Ben Affleck and Aquaman would have teamed up just to take out this kingdom. Because think about this. I mean, think about this. If this was Batman and Aquaman, uh, and and of course Orm going up against against Black Manta in this in this Lost Kingdom, like that would have been a huge monumental battle. I probably, yeah. I would have loved to see. It 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 would have been, uh, you know, it would have given Batfleck a more proper send off. I feel it would have given Batfleck a lot more of a proper send off. So yeah, you know, yeah. At I least Mr. at least Mister Freeze wasn't there. <laughs> Mister Freeze, oh god, and we didn't have to deal with any more uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his ice puns. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness oh i still remember watching that movie mm-hmm. i um, liked it when i was little i liked it when i was little but looking back at it now i mean it is just an ice-filled punchline <laughs> within yeah. a punchline <laughs> yeah uh, literally that's like I still remember seeing that too, and I remember hearing a lot of people didn't like the movie. I was like, "Why didn't people? Why don't people like this?" And then, as my mind began to get a lot more older, and I began to learn some more about film stuff, and I saw what was happening in that movie, it's just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." But I would have been, I would have been, I would have been so. I mean, I would have been amazed to see that what that outcome of that final battle would have been if that was the case. Or yes. if it was just basically, you know, a Ben Affleck cameo at the end of the movie. I mean, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. But still, this is a ju- this would have been a, a Justice League battle rather than just an Aquaman battle, if you know what I'm saying. Right. And, um, and on top of that, I mean, let's be honest. The casting did pretty well. I thought, like, outside of all this, I mean, most of the cast members did pretty well. And... I'm starting to say say this, and I'm gonna have to single this out. I'm sorry, I have to. I didn't care for Amber Heard at all. I did not care for her in this movie at no. all. No, and it's already hard to care for her after everything that happened between her and Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know, it's hard to care for Amber Heard 
as you know in this film i mean people don't like her really much anymore as it already is and yeah. you know what what makes you think that they're going to care for her more in this movie you know yeah. she's I mean, not a it's gonna be hard for uh, amber heard to redeem herself it's gonna take a lot of time it's gonna be so hard it's gonna be it'll, it's gonna be hard for her to redeem herself i think yes. down the, i think down the line there is obviously possibility for her to redeem herself but but that's gonna take a lot of time it will it is definitely going to take a lot and a lot of time i feel it's it's not gonna be I'm just going to say this. It's not going to be an easy comeback for Amber Heard. She's got to <laughs> take a really big look at herself and make a change, you know, but that's yeah. that's not going to be easy. That ain't going to be easy for her to do. So no, it's not going to be easy for her. And it's not going to be easy for uh, it's not going to be and it's not going to be easy for probably for DC and Warner Brothers as of now because. They lost a lot of money on these on these uh, on these movies. They lost a lot of they, they lost yeah. a ton of money on these movies. They did. They lost a heck of a lot of money on these movies, and like, it's it's yeah, it's not like going to get better movie, for them. Actually, this movie made over four hundred million dollars on on the budget of two hundred to two hundred fifteen. Hmm. So, I mean. It's not I, the worst. Yeah, it's not the worst. It's, it's respect the compared to some of the other stuff that DC did. It's better. I mean, Blue Beetle didn't really do so good. Um, you know, because um, I say the obviously that that last clip of that trailer from Blue Beetle really sealed the deal. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit, um, yeah. you know. And then you had uh, Shazam. That movie didn't. That movie flopped. Same with what was the other. DC movie that came out, Flash. you know, Black Adam, Flash, and then Black Adam, you know, so you had like, you had four DC movies that it just felt like last year, they were all just like, yeah, just trying to get those quickly done and taken care of and out of the way with, and it was just like, I don't know, I, <sighs> yeah, they're just uh, basically, it feels like these movies were just basically left out to die. Exactly, exactly, that is, that's how that's how I feel. Yeah. But a lot you know. of people lost interest in these movies because well, obviously with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, I mean, I, I give that film props for at least trying to get some yeah. of that money back. I'll give that film I'll give the film this. So it did mm -hmm. make some of that money back. I'll give it mm -hmm. I'll give that film that. I'll give the film that. Yeah. It did get some of the film money the money back for this film. I will give it that as well. But it's you know, it, it, it was still very anticlimactic. It wasn't saying much compared to what some of the other DC movies had done. You know, it was better. Actually, here's the thing: I had more fun with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom than the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. That's <laughs> saying uh, I did see the first half of uh, the the live-action little mermaid remake uh i knew that one was not going to be good as soon as i saw the trailer for it um <laughs> and i you know and i saw the first half of it and it just you know and disney live action remakes that's a story for another time but they're not yeah. they don't hold up really well in my opinion um you know you look at some of the few movies that have been okay with that like the cinderella live action film that was decent but again, it just feels like these live-action remakes are just cash grabs for Disney. And now we we yeah. have the Hunchback of Notre Dame 
live action. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would, that would definitely be another uh episode. That would definitely be another episode for another day. <laughs> that is definitely going to be yeah. one. But yeah, but with... I'm just saying that to. I, I was just saying that because listen, I had because there was definitely some fun. There was definitely there's definitely fun in that Aquaman sequel. Let's be honest. There is. There is definitely some fun to have. It's not like it's a horrible it's not a horrible movie. Like it's, no, not... it's not I mean, if you look at it just like a just like you take this film out of the DCEU equation mm-hmm. and just look at it as a regular fun movie. Exactly. Like yeah. you look at it, it's a it's a flawed movie, but it's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's it's you know it's you know it's a it's a joy ride and those and that's how i feel the film should have been a bit more but then it tries to stretch its hands a little bit into too much mm-hmm. and it's like why are you why are you trying to do that you know it's yeah. not necessarily how i would go about it but well, there was uh, still yeah. some fun to be had yeah i like i love jason momoa as aquaman i thought he was a real good choice he was. He still is a good choice. He definitely, you can tell he's relishing in it. Like, he's having fun as, you know, as Aquaman, but and he's he just... also contributed to the story as well. He was he was also credited for the story, too. He was. He was, that he was. So, you know, I mean, you gotta give him some credit, though. He really did relish in it. He had fun with it while he could, but... Eh, it just didn't yeah. necessarily live up to the hype of what I think he was wanting it to be. Exactly. I think. I think. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just not a bad film, but it's just very anticlimactic for the final work in a DCEU movie. The, the DCEU had its fun. I'll say this: mm-hmm. it's been. I say it had its fun for ten years, but I'll say this. They should have the, the DCEU should have planned their movies out better. They should have planned better instead of yes. like catching up to Marvel. Exactly. And that's what it felt like this this series was doing was catching up a lot with Marvel and trying to, you know, keep up with with, with whatever it was it was doing, which it should not have done that. It should not have done that at all, in yeah, my it, opinion. It should not have done that at it should have not it should not have done that at all. They should have saved the Justice League after you know the solo movies of of uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, well, obviously they yeah they already did Wonder Woman before Justice League, but they should have done the they should have done the team up after Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cyborg got dirt. They did Cyborg dirty. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, they really did. Uh yeah. But what are you gonna do? It's it's you know it's the end of the it's the end of another DC shared universe, mm-hmm. and now it's time to move on to whatever James Gunn has envisioned for yeah. his. I hope James Gunn could carry this universe. I hope he does. I'm having very little faith in <laughs> James Gunn's universe, especially how he came in and like literally wiped the floor with all the re- with the rest of the movies. But there is still some hope that he can make a good um, universe. Yes, there is still some hope and I I like James Gunn as a filmmaker. I you know, as a person that's to be determined, but as a, you know, as a guy who crafts film, I think he can definitely make an interesting move, movie universe. I think so too. I think so too. But um other than that, uh, but other than that, um rest in peace to the DCEU. 
Yep. Rest in peace. You tried to keep up with Marvel. You had a few good years, but uh was not to be. Yeah, it was that to be. But other than that, I think we'll wrap I think we'll I believe we'll wrap on this episode. And to anybody who is who was listening to this episode, uh what did you all think of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Did you like the movie? Have you seen the movie? I'd love to hear your thoughts. But anyway, do you also agree with our thoughts too on this movie as well? I mean, love to hear your thoughts as well. But yeah, but Matt, anything, any final words to say before we close off? Ah, uh, well, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. I've uh, been looking forward to doing this for a while, and uh, great to get on your podcast, and hope to do it again in the future sometime soon. Yep, I hope 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 to do more hope to do more episodes with you in the future. Definitely, definitely, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, but anyway, that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. And Matt Lauterbach here. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.